if you're not a huge hip-hop fan, you might have missed Christian rapper Lecrae's latest album, Restoration, when it came out a few weeks ago. And it turns out Lecrae's just one of several influential, faith-filled artists delivering a redemptive message in that genre today. Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host for The Plugged In Show. Focus on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, pop culture, and technology. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, once upon a time, rock stars ruled the music scene, but over the last 20 years or so, rock's cultural influence has waned, even as rap has ascended. Who are the biggest stars in the music world today? Well, with the possible exception of Taylor Swift, it's rap and hip-hop artists. If you look at sales and streaming charts, rap crushes virtually everything else. Rock may not be quite dead yet, but it's certainly on life support compared to rap's cultural popularity. And that's why I'm thrilled that quite a few big-name rappers today are coming from an openly Christian perspective. Lecrae is one of those, as is NF, both of whom our very own Kristen Smith has reviewed in the last several months. And we've also got Andy Minio, KB, Gavi, Tripoli, and Bizzle, to name just a few others. Finally, some musicians who forged a path in the mainstream are also increasingly talking about Christian themes, such as Kanye West and Chance the Rapper. Rap's a tough genre in that content issues with the mainstream variety can often be difficult to navigate. But if you've got a young rap fan in your family or church, these redemptive voices in that genre can be a terrific alternative. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Joining me for our conversation are... Kristen Smith. Jonathan McKee. So I thought this would be a fun question to kick things off today. How would you describe your relationship to rap music? Okay, I guess I can go first. Kristen, why don't you go first? Oh, okay, thanks. I'm going to try not to get into too much of a story, but I have a story. So Tell a story, because I don't have one, so you can tell mine. I can't wait. Oh, okay, okay. So I grew up in the country, um, and then probably around, I think my sophomore year, I moved to the inner city. And before that, I kind of listened a little to rap and hip hop, but not really. I really liked like alternative. So where indie. was the country? Okay. Like in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, back, okay. backwoods, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. So then I moved to inner city Pittsburgh. Um, and it was like really the first time I'd been introduced to a lot of rap and hip hop. It's not like I hadn't heard it before, but a, a decent amount, a, a, especially stuff that I had never heard before. So I remember driving to school one day, brand new school. I'm in my car driving and I'm probably, bla- I think I was blasting John Mayer, <laughs> John Mayer. Okay. He's not a rapper. No, not at all. And no, I parked no, my car and e- everyone is like staring at me. And I felt so awkward. It was probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. So I just slowly turned the radio down, got to class late because I was just way too embarrassed to get out of my car while the people were there. So it was just, it was crazy. I love yeah. the image of you in high school blaring John Mayer. I know, I know. You know. That's really blastable music. Yeah, it really is. I was really, I was rocking out. But then I moved, uh, after Pittsburgh, I moved to Philly uh, to go to college and stayed out there for a few years and taught and... Um, And you taught in the inner city, right? I did teach in the inner city. Yeah. And so all of my students listened to rap and hip hop and they'd come in in the morning, like blaring their music. Like they didn't have headphones and it was just great. So I learned, I definitely learned about artists I'd never heard before. Okay. Yeah. Jonathan. Goodness. Yeah. Well, when I grew up, uh, junior high, high school, my very diverse school 
And uh, it was funny, not every, I'm in the Sacramento area, not every school, there was definitely, it's funny, certain schools, there was one school that was kind of more of a rednecky school. There was some that were more <laughs> urban influence. Ours was definitely had a lot of urban influence. So um, this was, this was, you know, mid eighties and hip hop had just started to emerge. So it was interesting because um, and you were when in I California, was, right? Yeah, and, and 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 it was interesting. I mean, being in California, I mean, there was kind of that East Coast West Coast thing. I mean, a lot of these guys that were, you know, that are now TV stars were back then rappers like LL Cool J, Ice T, Cool Mo D. Guys, maybe you haven't even heard of the big players <laughs> on the rap scene at the time were probably Run DMC, and and they were like yep. the probably most popular thing, you know, because hip hop had kind of started with guys like Grandmaster Flash and this, and and we listened to those guys. But man, when when Run DMC came out, everything uh, through the hallways, guys like Kristen described, guys coming in, you know, blasting music, guys would come in just rapping the lyrics, you know. I mean, in our PE class, I remember guys coming in and being like, "I'm the king of rock, no one is high," you know, and they were quoting Run DMC <laughs> lyrics. I was I mean, hoping you were going to rap for us today, <laughs> really? yeah, yeah, and I feel absolutely. deeply fulfilled you know, that you have. Oh Thank man, you. I mean, it was good stuff. It was really good stuff, and and. It's funny to see how rap has changed because by the time I was graduating from high school, the gangster rap influence came in and it was really strong. And I started working in youth ministry and all the kids I was working with were heavily influenced by gangster rap and this kind of stuff. So it, it was, you know, all of them wearing Raiders jackets because that's what NWA wore, you know. And um, nice. so it, it was an interesting culture. Um, uh, and for me, I always, I always kind of, thought I was very fascinated by the the beats and by the rhythm and all that kind of stuff. And, and it was, you know, I mean, I'm sure one of the things we're going to talk about today, the content is always an issue because a lot of the content was very foul. A lot of the language was really foul and that kind of stuff. And yeah. as a young kid, I kind of was like, oh, I, I was one of those kids who literally said what so many kids still say today. I just, just listened, listened to, to the, the beat. beat. Uh -huh. I just <laughs> listened to the beat, you know, um, but my language would have, told you otherwise but mm. yeah no interesting stuff well my own story is somewhat similar to Kristen's in that i too grew up in a small town in the midwest and where our stories um diverge is that i never moved to the inner city so <laughs> <laughs> uh so i never had a huge personal experience with rap as in those formative years and, and we're talking you know back in the 80s obviously Run DMC was huge, but I'm not sure that I really knew much about Run DMC until they did their collaboration with Aerosmith with on Aerosmith, Walk This yeah, Way. Absolutely. You know, yeah, and so even even that, you know, I'm coming more from a rock background. I think, I think I'm racking my brain. I think the only rap album, and it's only rap partially that I ever purchased was Licensed Beastie Boys. Ill Beastie yep, Boys I knew in, it. in 1987. <laughs> Um, and, and so I think it, I, I wanted to ask this question just to give people a sense of, of where we're coming from personally, as we talk about rap, cause I think this is a, a very personal kind of conversation and, and with yeah. music in general, when kids identify with musical artists, it is a deep identification. Yes. Uh, and so I love that, that both of you have had probably a more in-depth, um, shall we say, immersion in rap than I have. Now, I will say that uh, my family and I, we love Toby Mac's 
um, some of his stuff. And I love his collaboration from 2015 with NF till the day I die. And we're going to yeah. talk about NF here in a little bit. So, uh, but that's as close to being a, a cool hip hop rap guy as I'm probably, <laughs> probably going to get. And it's also, a, I think a great segue into our conversation today. So if you are a parent who has a, a child who likes rap, but you're sort of, you're sort of out of it, you know, cause it, it happens to us as parents. One day we wake up and we realize and I don't really know anything about this whole scene. I'm not cool anymore. Who are some of the main players in the Christian rap scene today? Uh, okay. Um, decent amount. Uh, I don't know all of them. So I think Holvi, Gavi, Tripoli, Andy Minio, KB, Bizzle, Tadashi, NF Lecrae, Derek Minor. <laughs> All right, Kristen has just given us a list. It's Jonathan, would you like to run with that? Sorry, Jonathan. No, no, no. I, I, no. When it comes to the current stuff, I'm, I'm kind of more going to be your history guy on this. I, I, I know, you know, a little bit of Lecrae, Triple E, um, and and some of those guys. I kind of more into the content on some of these guys, like like Triple E. I've actually heard him preach, Mm -hmm. and uh, he is solid with scripture, man. He he knows his scripture, which is really a relief. Um, because you know, there are some guys out there that don't. And, and, and so that's, so, so yeah, I've definitely looked at to some of these guys cause I, cause I love to find out where the content's from, but no, that's a good list, Kristen. Well, and what would you say in terms of, of Christian rap, what kind of messages do they deliver? And, and obviously we're not going to talk about each of those artists in depth, yeah. but, um, I mean, especially, you know, we've done several Lecrae albums, we've done NF, um, what, what can somebody expect, you know, if they've got a child that's listening to, to one of those guys? I guess the bottom line is really, we need to be listeners. And one thing about us when it comes to hip hop music is I think it's good for us to hear someone else's perspective. And I think some of the perspectives out there, um, are kind of talking about, here's what street life was like. Here's what it's like for a young black man growing up facing yeah. some of these, you know, racial tendencies that are out there and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I think that's really good for me as a white guy to listen to and go, wow, I haven't thought of that. Cause, cause that's something I haven't lived. So I yeah. think when it comes to Christian music today, there's a lot of guys who are really talking about this kind of stuff and it's good for us to be listening. And I tell you, Lecrae's new album, um, there's things you're going to listen to where you might sit there and listen to a song about Saturday night and go, whoa, he's kind of talking about partying this kind of stuff. Yeah. But then he, his next song, Sunday morning, Sunday morning, he's, yeah. you know, he's talking. And I mean, if I can just quote some of his lyrics, he says mm-hmm. Sunday service on the front stoop with a cup of tea in the condo, Tony Evans kicking convo, walking me through my storm. And I ain't grow up here in gospel, but I got it playing this morn. I've done been through this a time or two. I keep going back, but now I'm finally through. I'm like, if I was God, I'd be tired of you, but he'd be open arms like he desire you. And, and I think it's neat because he's kind of talking about this slipping that he had, but yet God still loves him. And I love that because I mean, um, let me quote some other lyrics. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion. Blot out the stains of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Uh, That's Psalm 51. Uh, David, really good rapper. 
Um, so I, I think it's I think it's good when we kind of look early. early yeah, I, I think it's good, and I think again, this is one of those opportunities where when we listen to um, a different perspective, and especially when we hear someone talking about here's the struggles I have, and I want to bring these to God. What a great opportunity to bring it to Scripture and have some conversation about that. Yeah, Jonathan, with what you were saying, I really agree with you. I think a lot of these themes um, really get at fighting racism, remaining faithful, God's grace and his mercy, being transparent. One thing I really like about NF, and I think this is why he's reached such a wide audience, is because he talks about depression Mm. and he talks about his struggles with mental health and what he's going through. And instead of acting like that doesn't exist or like we can't relate to it, he's just really open and honest about it. Hmm. And, and there's some Hmm. dark elements to his music because he really goes deep into it. But I think for a lot of kids that wrestle with that, they, they they think, okay, there's someone actually talking about this who has a voice Mm -hmm. and they're not being vulgar about it. They're just being open about it. Um, And then uh, I know Bizzle talks a lot about, I mean, his whole merch line is God over money. Like what are we choosing? And so that's a huge contrast to most of mainstream rap because all of it is look what money has got me, right? Right. Look what all of this has purchased me. This is my life. And he's like, no, we're going to talk about our soul. We're going to talk about what really matters. We're not going to talk about Bentleys. Yeah. I mean, because, well, that's fine if you have one and it's not a big deal. It's like, what's the point of life? And they really get into, you know, gospel. Mm -hmm. No, and that's huge because... That brings us to the topic of there are a lot of when when it comes to listening to rap, there are some themes that you hear over and over again. And money is a huge theme, money, success, you know, and that's where we got to, you know, I mean, on one hand, we're listening and we're saying, hey, this is an important message we're hearing from them because they're saying, hey, I've been held down, you know, for a long time. And look, I can succeed. So, so that's kind of a cool message in that like, hey, hey, young people, you can make a difference. You can go out and do something. But when it comes to the, I'm now bragging about money, bragging about status, here's the things that matter, money, status, power. We can compare that to like the Beatitudes where Jesus is preaching the exact opposite message. You know, this stuff isn't going to satisfy. So it's neat when we hear some of these Christian artists actually touching on that and touching on how that stuff doesn't fulfill. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's really cool to, to hear that. And that's why I love hearing a guy like Trip Lee because uh, Trip Lee won't only rap, but when he's done, he'll start talking and he mm-hmm. just shares from the heart. And, he, and Trip Lee will open up the Bible like an actual paper Bible, <laughs> you know, not, not even like a phone with scripture. He opens up and he'll start reading from the word. And I think it's kind of cool because kids will be like, hey, guess what? Here's this guy. He values this. Yeah. Um, maybe I should value this. Yeah, hmm. it's good. One of the things that I have really appreciated about Lecrae, and Kristen has reviewed his last couple of albums and some tracks, but uh, before Kristen came to to bless us with her presence, I actually did some Lecrae reviews as well. And back mm. in 2012, we reviewed an album called Gravity, and I think that was so where good. I really first um, got a, a taste of what Lecrae was all about. And if you're used to, I guess, what we used to call CCM, you know, contemporary Christian music, I think it's safe to say that some of these rappers are not going to like neatly fit in a CCM. Praise the Lord. Kind of mold. Yes. Kristen has just given her opinion on Christian music. That's another <laughs> podcast for another time. Um, but Lecrae has come from a tough, tough background. Yeah. And um, he has talked about helping a girlfriend get an abortion and his regret 
after the fact when he really came to the faith. And so, man, you listen to some of this stuff. And and the thing I appreciate, is, and I'm speaking especially about Lecrae right now, is yeah. even though he sometimes references promiscuity and drugs and some of the things from his BC past, there's never mm. a sense that he's glorifying those. Yeah, that's and, the key. And I think that's key because I think sometimes when you have somebody who comes out of a wild past, there can still be a flirtation with, mm-hmm. it was kind of cool. Yeah. And you never get that, but you do get this really raw sense of, this is a guy who came from a, a tough background and every bit as tough as as many of the people that we would consider yeah. mainstream rappers. Yeah. Um, but if you're a parrot listening to it, and you're sort of not familiar with it, I think it could be pretty jarring. And I really Mm -hmm. actually Mm -hmm. love that because I think if you look at the Bible, no one's stories were edited, right? Like we get David, he had an affair. We get he killed somebody or had someone killed. And so you have all of these men and women who lived real lives and they were messy and they were filled with sin and fault. But at the end in Hebrews, God's talking, you know, he says that, they fought the good fight. They ran the race. They did all these things. And it's like, wow, okay, you've taken my whole mess and there's still hope at the other end, but we're still able to talk about it. And we use these people on a daily basis, right? To talk right. about their stories. And so Absolutely. there's no difference in, in listening to the music that does the same thing but without glorifying it. Right. You know, we've been talking about some of these folks as Christian rappers, and you can do air quote around Christian rapper. <laughs> do you think most of them would even want to be identified that way? Why or why not? Yeah, I would think, um, I don't know. I cannot speak for them. I know some of them had said no. Um, I've listened to a few interviews, but if I were them, I would not want to be, um, not because I don't love the Lord or because I'm not a Christian, but because if you look at rap and hip hop and music in general, Look at who it's reaching, right? And I think sometimes if you if you label yourself as Christian, that's not always great, right? Like we are, we can be hypocritical. We cannot love people well, or and we just get pigeonholed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or boxed in. Mm-hmm. And so if you're able to just put your message out there, then you're reaching a wider audience. And isn't that the point? I would assume they're not just making music for the people to go to church. The idea is to reach the lost. So we're going to make music for them. Well, you know, and you look at you look at anything, you look at like book writing when when Rick Warren's book, you know, Purpose Driven Life started going mainstream and people were like, you know, uh, and maybe people didn't even know what it was. They're like, this is a great self-help book, you know, and they were buying yeah. it. And, it and it became like one of the most popular books by the time, a book that clearly presented the gospel. You know, that was kind of a cool thing. And Rick took some criticism from that too. Like you went mainstream, you know, and yeah. I remember, and, and Adam, you and I can remember when Amy Grant was probably one of the first ones who, mm. you know, she kind of went mainstream out of CCM. And then you, you could walk into some Christian bookstores in the late eighties and you'd be like, Oh, do you have Amy Grant? And they'd be like, Oh, she's not a Christian anymore. I mean, literally <laughs> they, they, they kind of ousted her. And now it's kind of funny because, you know, you got bands that just kind of do that, you know, regularly, uh, you know, I mean, John Foreman and, yeah. and some of those guys, you know, w- w- went, went that way. Um, and didn't take as much criticism, but it was interesting because they started, re- you know, John Foreman, Switchfoot, you know, really reached a great mainstream audience. Huge, and people were listening. Huge, yeah. And and he wrote about some really cool biblical truths, you know, and some cool struggles with, with Jesus as the answer. So I love it when 
um, someone who's, and, and I've heard many of them describe it like this. Hey, if I'm a plumber, I don't necessarily need to say, Hey, I'm a Christian plumber and only Christians can hire me. <laughs> they go and they fix a sink and they say, Hey, if I'm under a sink, fixing the sink and I get to start talking to somebody and I start talking about what Jesus did in my life. Hey, that's great. You know, I'd love that's to so be good. in some, in some non-Christian houses while I'm plumbing. So I think it's, I think it's great when, uh, you know, there's artists out there that are saying, let's not just, you know, fill Christian's head with, you know, with good stuff, but let's also get out into the world mm-hmm. and be, be a salt and be light. And talk about real stuff. Like I remember listening to, I was only allowed to listen to Christian music when I was little. So I remember listening to Stacey Rico and she came out with a song about a boy and you would have thought that she had committed the world's greatest error. <laughs> and so I remember like, oh, this is so cool. And I remember parents being like, you're not listening to her anymore. I'm like, because our boys bad? Like, are we not allowed? What? I like they boys. actually are. Like, it's just they so, are. it was so bizarre, you know, to think that while I love worship music and I do, it's okay to talk about real life. Hmm. Well, and I think that they absolutely do that here. And the reason I asked that question is I think with, um, I've read some stuff with Lecrae in particular, there's not any impulse to distance himself from his faith. Yeah. But I think for him, his faith is so integrated to what he's doing as an artist that in some ways calling him a Christian rapper, it's almost not quite fair because we're putting him in a marketing box. And I think Mm -hmm. he would say that too, that, that he is a rapper whose message is deeply permeated by his faith. And and the reason I bring that up is uh, again, for parents, if you have kids that are listening to some of the folks that we have talked about today, um, it may not fit in your sort of mental construct of what Christian music is supposed sure. to sound like. Yeah. But these guys are are really dealing with these issues. And as an alternative to the mainstream stuff, and even mm. though they're in the mainstream, so I, I'm sort of talking out of both sides of my mouth here, um, but but it really is a different perspective. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that one thing we can do as parents is check out the lyrics. I mean, one thing about the Internet age is there's this wonderful thing called Google and you can literally type in if you're curious about Lecrae's lyrics, you could type in his actual album and go, okay, what you know, uh, and and, you know, if you're looking for the song Saturday night, Saturday night, Lecrae lyrics, boom, you'll have them right there. Sometimes you'll even have people explaining what they mean if you don't know what they mean. So I say check them out because your kids could come up to you and say, hey, uh, Chance the rapper you know says he's a christian and it's good for you to kind of read some of his lyrics because chances i think a guy who's really seeking christ and i think he's uh you know looking to the to the word of god uh in curiosity and figuring things out but his lyrics are very foul lots of language and he's kind of like showing you as he's on this search and he'll talk about what he used to do in great detail. And I'll just leave it at that. Google his lyrics. You'll see. Um, and, uh, I think for a lot of our kids, you know, that's probably not a good choice for them to listen to all the time because it's, it's some really raunchy stuff like laid out there. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not trying to disrespect chance. I think chance is on a journey and he's actually kind of documenting his, journey but you know yeah. if if you want to watch that r-rated documentary just think before your you know 11 year old does that you know um so just check that stuff out look at it and see because i think that when you do look at certain things like i mean i mean if your kids like hip-hop and they've never seen um lecrae and triple e 
uh, music video for this song called Jesus Music. I'm talking, I'm going back here a few years. It was <laughs> when it came out. It is a hilarious, it's these two guys riding around in this, in this uh, car with the top down and they're singing, riding with the top down, listening to my Jesus music. And it's a, mm. it's a cool video and it's a fun video and stuff. So there's good stuff out there that yeah. your kids can listen to. Um, just take a, take a peek at what it is. Don't listen. If somebody just goes, I'm a Christian rapper, don't go, Oh good. Boom. Purchase. You might want to peek yeah. first. Yeah. I mean, I think to Adam, your point earlier and Jonathan, you too. I mean, there are areas of concern for parents if you've only listened to one type of music with your kids. So, I mean, NF is a really good example. His mom overdosed. He was abused. There's a lot of really difficult stuff. And Lecrae does talk about, uh, you know, drug use and violence and alcohol and all this stuff. And and his own struggles with mental and his, health yes. and depression. Yeah. I mean, these are, yeah, it's just yeah. real life that they're talking about whether it happened, you know, it should have happened or not. It did. And so they're being honest. And then they're also showing the other side, but look at the grace, look at the hope, look what I'm reaching for. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think as parents, there's this constant tension of how much freedom do I give my children and how much do I rein things in? And music is always one of the prime, I think, battleground areas. And at Plugged In, we want to give you the resources you need to be informed about what's out there uh, because there are good messages, there are bad messages, there are in-between messages. Uh, and so each week we look not only at movies, which we're kind of known for, but also music, television shows, video games, books, and other things that are happening with technology that could influence your family. So if you have never checked out any of our reviews on those topics, Take a look today, and you're going to find more than 20 years of pop cultural analysis there, and we hope that that can be a resource that helps to guide your family, not only with today's entertainment, but pretty much everything that's been buzzworthy in this millennium. And if you'd like to go deeper still, our very own Paul Acey's book, Burning Bush 2.0, How Pop Culture Replaced the Prophet, is an excellent resource for diving deeper into the big themes of entertainment. And today, for a gift of any amount to focus on the family, we would love to send you a copy of Paul's book as a thank you for being part of the Plugged In Show family. So be sure and check out the episode notes on how to order. And speaking of episode notes, we know that we've had some problems with the links, but we've got those fixed, so check them out and they'll take you where you need to go. Finally, as always, we would love to hear from you. What's your experience with rap music, Ben? Do you have a favorite Christian rap artist? Shoot us an email at team at thepluggedinshow.com and let us know. And we'd also love for you to leave a review or a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And finally, be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram as well. On behalf of our Plugged In team today, I want to say thanks so much for listening. And we look forward to connecting with you again next week for another episode of The Plugged In Show. Oh, 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 oh